Empower From Within podcast presented to you by Trezal. I'm your host, Jessica West, founder of Trezal, creative entrepreneur and author. Every week on the show, I share an empowering message or interview an incredible individual to help you discover the limitless power you have within yourself to reach for your greatest desires and create the life that's truly worth living on your terms. Self-empowerment begins now. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know that if you're in Timmins, I'm hosting an event through Rebel Soul on March 30th, all about becoming your desired self. It's going to be an evening of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. We're going to go over some of the concepts discussed in my co-authored best-selling book, Manifesting with Purpose, and complete some of the reflective journal prompts within it. There's a quote shared in the book that says, before you can do something, you must first be something. And in this workshop, we're going to determine who you need to be to realize your goals and desires and begin bridging the gap. Again, it's on March 30th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. at a Lynn's Tea Shop in Timmins. And if you'd like to join us, follow the link in the show notes of this episode to register. I can't wait to see you there. Okay, I have a very special episode for you today. This is something new that I'm trying out. I want to bring you a class style episode so that you can learn about different modalities you can use to empower yourself from the inside out to realize your goals and desires and live your greatest life. You might want to take out a pen and a paper or something to take notes with during the first part of this episode because we're jumping right in to talking about our seven main chakras, what they are, how they affect our life, and what we can do to recharge and rebalance them so that we can live an empowered life from within. You'll be guided through all of this information by Tiffany Lamotte, a holistic nutritionist and Reiki practitioner. She's also going to share the story about how she first got interested in nutrition and energy work, and how she is now combining the two to help others raise their vibration, align, and rebalance themselves. She does this through her healing services that she offers both in person and virtually, and through her recently released ebook, Raising Your Vibration. I'm so excited to dive in, so get ready to learn and be empowered. Please welcome Tiffany Lamotte. Hello, Tiffany, and welcome to the Empower From Within podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today, and I'm so excited to dive into all of the chakras with you today and our energy body and how that all works and how we can best support ourselves. Um, and so I'm wondering, before we get into all of that, though, can you tell us what are chakras exactly and what is our energy body? Sure. So the chakras, as I like to explain, they're whirlpools of energy that regulate the flow of consciousness into and from the human body. The chakras also contain spiritual information of the soul. So we have seven main chakras that are located in the body that, that start at the base of the spine to the top of your head. So at the base of the spine, which is just called the root chakra, and then just below the belly button, we have the sacral chakra. Above the belly button, we have what is called the solar plexus. In the center of your chest is the heart chakra. And then at the neck, we have the throat chakra, the third eye chakra, which is located between your eyebrows. And then we have the crown, which is at the top of your head. So each of the seven chakras, they all correspond with a specific color, frequency, and even specific foods. 
Um, so if you if you look at the rainbow, that's where you tend to see like the chakra colors. So for instance, root chakra is red, um, sacral is orange, solar plexus is yellow, green is the heart, blue is the throat, third eye is the indigo, and the crown chakra is the color white. So when these energy centers of the chakras are open and the energy is flowing freely, so I like to think of them as like little whirlpools of spinning discs um, throughout, the, the, throughout the spine of the body. So when they're open and, and the energy is running freely, that's when we can experience health, vitality, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But the chakras can become damaged or blocked. Um, and this can be caused from different incidences, such as a loss, an accident, um, conflict, having a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, de depression, stress, even poor nutrition. Those types of things can um, cause the chakras to become unbalanced, unaligned. So what I like to do is I like to go in and clear those chakras. But before I get into that... Um, I'd like to just explain what each chakra, what they what they look like when they're when they're aligned, and then what would they look like? What kind of symptoms would show up when they're unbalanced or blocked? So I'll start with the root chakra. Again, that's the color red. So the root chakra is where our survival instincts come from. That's where we feel grounded to the earth. It's um, our relationship how we deal with money, your career, your home. It also deals with our past life issues, past life traumas, even childhood traumas. Everything is rooted towards that. So if, um, if we're experiencing symptoms of a blocked root chakra, we can experience a lot of pain, especially in the legs, hips lower back stiffness we can be very fearful um, depression even addictions um, we can experience even things like constipation stuff like that that's just different um, symptoms that can come about with the root chakra um, and then for the sacral chakra which is located just below the belly button so this chakra is where we experience our emotions, reproduction, our sexuality, and this is where our creativity stems from, and also how we develop our relationships with family, loved ones, our partners. When those chakras are blocked or not aligned, this is when we can tend to have that blocked creativity. We just can't, we can't be creative like we, we want to be. We can be overly sensitive um, we can have sexual guilt and it also relates to the hormones. So, you know, if you have menopause, even hormonal issues, PMS. And then we have the solar plexus, which is again, the color yellow. And this is, the solar plexus is located um, just above the belly button. So this is where we experience our personal power. This is where we, this is where we um, feel like we have accomplished accomplishments this is the center of our ego. It's our self-esteem and where our self-worth comes from. So if we're experiencing that chakra to be blocked or unaligned, this is where we can feel 
Um, we have self-esteem issues. We, we don't feel worthy of ourselves. We have a lack of ambition. We may tend to feel helpless. We may have a lot of anger built up inside of you. Even indigestion. If you're, if you're someone that has a lot of indigestion, heartburn, a lot of in just digestive issues, the solar plexus could stem from that also. Now, I'll get into the heart chakra. So the heart chakra, that's located in the center of your chest. That's our heart center. This is where we carry our emotions. This is where we carry our love, compassion, forgiveness, self-acceptance, empathy. So if we're, if that heart chakra is feeling blocked or unbalanced, we tend to feel loneliness or jealousy, codependent on somebody or everyone. Or we can even have respiratory issues, financial insecurities, or like um, a lot of loneliness, not able to like love yourself. Those things can affect your heart chakra. And then for the throat chakra, which is located actually at the neck of the throat, this is where this throat chakra is where we are express our thoughts. It's the it's the communication center. So where we can express our thoughts and feelings, speak our truth, you know, have that self-expression. When that chakra is blocked or are not aligned, many people can experience um, a sore throat, poor communication, inability to express your thoughts, get frequent colds even, too much, even too much talking can cause the that chakra to be a little unbalanced. Even I've seen someone who has like thyroid issues or adrenal adrenal fatigue that, that can also affect that chakra. Moving on to the third eye, which is or also known as the brow chakra, which sits in between the, your two eyebrows. This is where our intuition stems from. Our, our intuition, our wisdom, our intellectual being, our self-reflection. So with this third eye, it becomes blocked. We tend to have a lot of, you know, frequent migraines or headaches, visual problems. We lack self-discipline. We may have a fear of being successful in life, whether it's career, home, whatnot. Hormonal balances, frequent sinus infections, high blood pressure, anxiety, depression. Those all can be signs of the third eye to be blocked. Moving on to the crown, which sits at the top of your head, which is the seventh chakra. This is where our spiritual connection comes from. Our self-knowledge, our enlightenment to source, to God. So when that chakra is blocked or not balanced, we can tend to feel depressed. We experience dizziness, insomnia, um, confusion. We may have a lack of energy mental energy too we can tend to feel just just mentally drained um so those are the symptoms just 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 a few symptoms that could show up physically or emotionally for those chakras i love that you went through all of them and explained them in so much detail and it makes me think like they're really it really brings to light the connection between our body and our emotional body and everything. You know, I, I remember about a month ago now, I started a cold and it was a throat cold, a regular cold. And so I started doing a tapping meditation 
And it was actually about the throat chakra. And he was saying like, what kind of beliefs are you holding on to? Do you have colds every, every winter type of leaf? But then it also went into, do you feel like you have mental confusion? Are you taking on too many things at once? Do you feel like you have small hurts and you're not getting the love received or reciprocity from others? And so it was so interesting to be like, it's not just something physical. It's also emotionally how we feel and how we're being nourished in, in that way. I read a book once it's called uh, Western body Eastern mind. I don't remember the author, Um, but it was about the chakras and they associated like time ages with them. And so I like that you say like your root chakra will hold a lot of like maybe childhood trauma because that is the first kind of chakra to develop. And then it goes by your age as you age that's when you start developing those chakras. And if they're under um, undernourished, well, then it could cause problems in your adulthood. And so it's mm-hmm. just so interesting to start um, looking at it that way and looking at how you can support. And it's not just a physicalness either. It's also emotionally and how you show up for yourself. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, I like to explain to people. So like, for an example, if you're someone that's carried a lot of anger over the years, you haven't been dealing with your anger, you have a lot of built up emotions from something that's happened to you in the past that you haven't been able to dealt with. What happens is that the body will just kind of like let that anger and everything build up in the body, where then eventually years down the road, we may experience a physical illness because which roots down back to that anger that you haven't dealt with so I find it very important to like if I'm experiencing like you said like a cold or like something like that what's going on what's really going on in my body what's it trying to tell me our bodies are messengers and it's very the body's very smart more than we know Oh, for sure. And I love your perspective because you're in both nutrition and energy work, right? And as you're speaking, it's making me think that a lot of people, you know, when you get sick, you take some medication. I don't know, Advil, Tylenol. I I haven't taken medication in a while, but, um, and those are just kind of, they mask the symptoms, right? Or like subside Mm -hmm. the symptoms, but it's not actually helping or or like getting the root problem. But when you look at your whole body and look at like, what has been happening? What thoughts have you been carrying? um, Then you're really getting to the root cause of all of the symptoms. And so, um, yeah, we're going to, I want to get into, um, you know, kind of your transition with like nutrition into energy work. But before we get into that, Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you can share Mm -hmm. some ways, let's say, some of the listeners here are saying, oh, you know what? I think I might have a blocked heart chakra or something, let's say. Like, what are some things that they can do to help nourish those seven chakras? Yeah, sure. So I can go through the chakras and just give just a general idea of how we can nourish the chakras. Um, So there's different ways that we can help align them. So I call it chakra healing because we're healing the chakras. And I like to do that with nutrition and also with Reiki because Reiki can go into there also. And it's a form of energy healing um, that I tap into to help align and clear the chakras. But I also blend in nutrition because when I studied um, more deeply into the chakras, I discovered how nutrition plays a really big role into that. 
So it's, you know, that saying you are what you eat. So I strongly mm-hmm. believe in that. For the root chakra, if if someone comes in and they're experiencing these symptoms and so forth, um, a lot of the food colors will associate with that the color of the chakra. So the root chakra is red. So a lot of red colored foods that I always say like fruits and vegetables. So, and the root chakra, we tend to think of root vegetables also. So like rutabaga, sweet potatoes, um, stuff like that. Any red colored foods, apples, cherries, um, anything you could think of that's colored red for, for like a fruit and vegetable. Protein is also um, really nourishing for the root chakra. Um, and any mineral rich foods for that. So what I like to do too is when someone comes in to see me um, for the consultation for the chakras and how I can provide nutrition for them, I'll also give them um, specific recipes for that chakra so they can bring home with them too and try it out. For the sacral chakra, which is again, it's a color orange. So we think orange colored foods so I think of like mangoes, papayas, orange, um, bell peppers, carrots, stuff like that. Um, the sacral chakra also likes a lot of healthy fats and oils, so like avocado, olive oil. Nuts and seeds are really good to nourish that sacral chakra. Tropical foods too, and a lot of water. Um, and so for the solar plexus, again, it's associated with the color yellow. So think of yellow colored foods, bananas, um, papayas, yellow peppers, um, a lot of legumes too, and soluble fibers. The solar plexus also likes um, a lot of whole grains. And for the heart chakra, which you mentioned earlier, um, the heart chakra, again, it's a color green, so it's associated with a lot of green colored foods. So think of a lot of green leafy vegetables, um, different, you know, different types of lettuces, kale, spinach, arugula, microgreens, sprouts, um, great for green fruits. Think of like green apples, stuff like that. And then for the throat chakra. Um, it's related to the color blue. So think of the, again, blue colored foods. So that would be like blueberries, plums, blackberries, even sea plants like um, like seaweed. And there's another type of, I can't remember, the type, kelp. I think it's called kelp. Okay. Which is yeah. also really nourishing. Yeah, all, all those sea, sea type of plants, they're really so nourishing. So that'd be like the, spirulina. Uh, chakra. Yes. Spirulina, chlorella, all of that. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. A lot of soups, like especially warm soups, because it's very warming on the body and on the throat. Um, even herbal teas, drink a lot of herbal teas that'll help the throat chakra also. And for the third eye, it's also like, well, it's indigo. So think of like blue purple foods, which would be like eggplant, um, plums blackberries again blueberries um the the third eye also likes dark chocolate so go ahead and have that dark chocolate here we (laughs) go we have the permission (laughs) that's great (laughs) yeah um herbs and spices and caffeine also so like 
well, I would say a little bit of caffeine, but just don't go overboard. But yes, the, the caffeine is acceptable for the third eye chakra. And then last but not least, the crown, which is which is associated with the color white. So for the crown chakra, this is where I think of detoxing. So I tend to think of fasting. So no like fasting, which is drinking a lot of water, like a lot of water, getting plenty of sunlight and fresh air, and trying to eat a lot of toxin-free foods, organic foods, no processed or any fast foods. So someone who has a really blocked crown chakra, I would like to try, I would stick them on to something more of a detox for them. That's intermittent fasting also which would be very beneficial for the crown chakra. Mm-hmm. Would, um, would like, it's not related to food, but like meditation. I mean, I'm sure the meditation would help like every chakra, but I'm thinking like the crown too specific since it's like our connection to source. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, the, the uh, meditation definitely helps. So you can do meditation on your own or I like to use guided meditations. And I've also seen on YouTube, they have um, guided meditations for the chakras. So like I'll go through each specific chakra and the person will talk through the meditation and you just visualize um, that chakra clearing out and coming balanced again. Also, um, other ways that you can um, to help align the chakras is even like aromatherapy, using essential oils, yoga. There's also specific yoga positions that you can do to get that chakra moving around again properly even wearing colors like specific colors like so for instance today I'm wearing like an orangey shirt so for me I related that to my creativity <laughs> so I want to express my creativity I'll wear orange crystals are also another way to help um, balance and align the chakras so for instance today I'm wearing a blue crystal necklace because I am doing public speaking. I'm speaking to all of you and I want to ensure that when I'm speaking, it's, it's clear, concise, and it's truthful. So I wear um, the blue crystal chakra just to, is an extra tool just to help guide me and give me a little extra boost. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I want to start being more mindful in the morning too. <laughs> I mean, I do recognize sometimes <laughs> when I'm wearing color, like what color am I wearing today? This is like a greenish bluish, uh, yeah. my heart throat. Yeah. It's interesting to look at that. And sometimes I ask myself, like, why would I feel called to grab this color today? Do, do you think that sometimes if you're maybe a little undernourished or have an unbalanced, um, chakra, are you mm-hmm. almost like, subconsciously pulled towards the things that will help rebalance that or is it more of like a conscious decision that you have to make I think it's a subconscious decision like we just randomly pick clothes but I think it all relates we just don't really know exactly what we're pulling those colors for until we actually start looking it's like oh I pulled this color today like some days I'll pull the color black because I want to feel powerful but also I want to be protected so I'll wear black just kind of make me feel um empowered in that way so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's super interesting it really is yeah and when you get into it because like the the energy body it's really you know 
I mean, everything is energy, right? And so we can't look at things as just like a coincidence that I pulled this shirt today. Like there's really like an underlining meaning to it that we're not consciously aware Mm -hmm. of. It's super interesting. And so that's amazing. Thank you. So there are ways that we can really help whatever's happening in our, in our lives, right? There's ways that we can help nourish Mm that. Uh, you, you also have a book, an ebook that recently came out, raise your vibrations, um, is some of this information in there. And can you tell us what else is in there and what are some practices that people can use just to raise their overall vibration? Yeah. So I created this ebook, um, called raising your vibration back, um, back last year, actually beginning of what year was that? 2022. So we're just still in um, kind of like in the pandemic situation where we're just starting to get out of it. But by then I felt the world needed something to raise their, like literally like raise their vibrations, raise their energy, because I just felt everyone was feeling so down, depressed, anxious because of what we've been through worldwide in the last couple of years. So I felt called to do something. Um, to help raise those vibrations, make people feel good again, spiritually, physically, emotionally. So this is where I ended up creating um, my ebook, Raising Your Vibration. And within that, it's all about, I talk about vibrational energy, what it is, how everything carries like a vibration, everything's energy. I also uh, dive into spiritual nutrition, which is kind of like what we just tapped into with the chakras and how they're all, um, correlated together I, I, again I also talk about the chakras the foods different colors even sound frequencies that are related to the chakras and then I also get into crystals so someone who is fairly new and exploring crystals I see speak about how you um, how you can choose them how you cleanse them how to set your intentions and how to use them as a tool and I also attached along affirmations that we can that we can use on a daily basis for ourselves that can also help to raise our vibration and also help to realign that chakra so we can feel good again. And then at the end of the the ebook, I also included a seven day meal plan for those who want to try and cleanse yourself, but also it just makes you feel good overall because when you feel good, your vibration raises, raises up and people notice that people can feel the energy around you when you're, when you're in a good mood. Um, it's like you're, you're a glowing walking human being. People notice that versus where you're in a bad mood and just being really negative. People can pick that up where a lot of people don't even realize how, um, how energy affects us. We like say, if you're in a bad mood, I'll pick up your bad mood because you're in a bad mood. I pick up your energy. Then I feel down. <laughs> So exactly. Um, yeah. So this is just the an e like the ebook that I wanted to create just to help raise the vibration of the world because I felt that we really need that in this time and day, you know. Yeah, I agree. Um that's amazing. And you know, as you were talking, it made me think of the importance of filling your cup first, right? Because people could pick up on our energy and they can sense that too. And so when we nourish ourselves and make sure that we're all aligned, all our chakras are good, then we can be of most benefit to others because they're feeling our good vibration. And really we, 
you know, we can't, what, what's the saying? You can't fill from an empty cup or whatever, something like that. But mm-hmm. really you can't be of greatest benefit to others if you're not fully aligned within yourself, right? And so everything has to begin right. within first and then it repels outwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I love that. I love your book. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> it's amazing. So thank you for sharing that with the world, because I agree, it's been a a tough couple of years. And I think a lot of people are looking for, you know, that self-nourishment now we're seeing like a big rise in that. Mm -hmm. So can Mm -hmm. you tell us, because you started and correct me if I'm wrong, but you started as your career as a um, nutrition, nutritionist, right? And then you kind of turned into Mm -hmm. um, energy work or was it the other way around? Um, can you tell me like, how, how did that, how did that kind of go for you? How did that, um, how did one thing lead to the other for you? Yeah. So I've always had such a niche and knowledge for nutrition. I just loved learning about it. And like, just, I was always amazed of how, how we nourish our bodies can like really affect us mentally, physically, and spiritually. So years prior I used to do um, like a lot of fitness competitions and then with that you had to be on a really strict diet (laughs) so that's where it kind of like stemmed from I was like you know getting up in the morning I was training on this really strict diet but like I was just amazed at seeing the transformation of what the foods I was eating was doing to my body because when you're in that type of industry it's like 90% foods 20 or 10% in the gym. So whatever I was eating was really transforming my body. And I was just so amazed. And I just wanted to continue with that. But I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do at the time. So a few years went on. And I had my two children after that. And then for some reason, I got pulled into and I was like, Oh, holistic nutrition that's something that sounds interesting. So like holistic nutrition is all about um, it's getting down to the root cause of different issues, different illnesses, physical illnesses. It's getting really down to the, to the root cause and correcting that with nutrition or like taking some foods away to let the body heal. If it's like really inflamed. So anyways, I did my schooling for, to be a holistic nutritionist. And then I started my career with that and everything was, you know, going really, really well. But I felt like I felt like there was still something missing to the piece. Like I was doing all like all seeing all these clients and and I loved helping everybody. But I still felt there's something missing here. Like what what's missing? And I just for a couple of years after I kept playing around with different things, trying this and that, trying to find what's missing. And two Christmases ago, my husband bought me this book called the called the um, something about psychic Reiki. I can't exactly remember what the book title was called, but it was talking about um, using your intuition and with Reiki. And I was like, oh, this sounds interesting. I was like, hmm, okay. So I read the book from you know front to back, and I was absolutely amazed with about Reiki and like this energy healing. And I never really thought much of it. I was like, oh, it's it's something cool. And I could maybe see myself something doing. To me, it felt like magic. You know, just you're using, um, you're healing others 
through your hands like magic <laughs> that's how I <laughs> thought Reiki was like what was magic <laughs> so anyways time passed a little bit and and then one day I came across this lady within our within our um our thinner city and she offers Reiki like Reiki sessions but she also teaches the course and attunes you to Reiki so that you carry this with you for life and right away, I was drawn to it and I felt pulled. I'm like, okay, I got to do this. I don't know what it is. I just, I got to do it. So I did my Reiki level one and I was blown away. I was just blown away of like what I could feel, like how I felt and like what I could do to help heal with my hands. Like Reiki is, it's, to me, it's very amazing because what we can heal, we can heal past time, present we can heal plants, we can heal animals, our children, ourselves, others, like loved ones, even um, across the world, like certain events, there's certain event going on, I can send healing to that area of the world. I just found it so amazing. And I wanted to continue on with that. So I got my, my Reiki level one, level two, and I just recently got my Reiki masters, which is level three. So I can attune others to it also to have it to get their to get their Reiki if they want because you carry this for life. Um, so once I had my Reiki under my belt and I was seeing clients, I started digging into again what the chakras and nutrition. Because when I'm working with Reiki doing the energy healing, I'm also working with the chakras and I'm going in to clear and balance the, the chakras. So when a client comes to see me and they have that come in for the Reiki session and I, I am going through the chakras, clearing them out, I like to carry on that type of healing and keep the chakras nice and open. And I always tell them, you know, drink a lot of water afterwards, like after from today, drink a lot of water eat a light meal, don't eat anything that's heavier processed because we don't want to block those chakras up because they're they're open, they're free, they're they're flowing freely. And when I when I really dug into like nutrition, it just amazed me of how it all ties in together so beautifully. Like how our our bodies need nutrition to feel good physically and mentally. I started offering a new service aside from Reiki and like just nutrition. So now I started to combine the two because I've never really heard of anybody that had nutrition background and the Reiki background. So to me, this is like a unique service that I'm offering just to, just to help further along the healing after, you know, you come in for um, a Reiki session, you, you blend it in with nutrition because it all ties in together wonderfully. Yeah, absolutely. It's all connected. And I love the way that you're, you're almost like bringing these two worlds together because it's almost like right now there's like two different mentalities, right? The people who will go the energy route and the people who will go like the, the nutrition, you know, um, and maybe aren't very open to the world of energy and just the way that you can like bring it all together to show that like, Hey, yeah, everything is related. And this is how you can nourish your whole body being right uh mm -hmm. as you're talking and reiki does um you can do it to plants to animals do you also recommend 
doing Reiki while you're meal prepping, for example, because even the foods that you eat could have that positive energy, right? And I know water is a big thing too. Like if you kind of like bless your water Mm -hmm. before you drink it, um, do you recommend that to clients too? Oh, absolutely. Yes. So I always, you know, that's another thing you can do. You can, you can send Reiki to your food before you eat it. Bless, like you said, bless your food, bless your water and just be grateful, be mindful and grateful. That can also help set the tone also. Um, I also have chakra teas. I'll have, they're like little tea bags, but they're all geared for that specific chakra. So that's something else I like to offer um, to my clients after they've had a session with me. I'll give them um, a few tea bags, whatever I, I felt at the time, whichever chakra was blocked just to keep that chakra open and flowing and just to keep the healing further along too. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. I, I'm wondering if maybe we can back up for a moment just to explain Reiki. Cause I realized we talked a lot about Reiki and I'm just, I want to be, you know, conscious if there's any <laughs> listeners right now who aren't really familiar with it. So can we start with like, what is Reiki? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Reiki is, it's an ancient Japanese technique tradition that's been used um, in the Japanese culture. And this has been done like for many, 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 many years. And it's just a form of energy healing. And what we were doing with Reiki is I'm tapping into the universal life force energy. And it's being channeled from the universe through to my body, my hands, and I'm channeling channel it onto um, the client, whatever, whoever's receiving healing, the client, the plant, um, the animals to receive healing. So how I like to explain what Reiki feels like to me is, um, have you ever put two bags together and you rub them around and like you feel the pull? Mm -hmm. That's what Reiki feels like. It's like you feel it kind of it's it's hard to explain unless you like feel it but it's just like it feels like magnets you put them together and you feel like this ball of energy that's what it feels like to me so when I'm doing Reiki um again I'm using the universal life force energy through my hands onto the recipient to receive the healing and I tell clients like you know you may feel some heat or tingling or coolness or even pulling because that's just the energy working itself. And what's nice about Reiki too is um, when you're sending it, whatever, whichever the healing needs most in the body, the Reiki will just automatically flow to that, whatever needs healing the most at the time. And also with Reiki is that I don't need to see um, anybody in person, Reiki can be done distantly or remotely. So let's say if, um, let's say you live in the States, you all oh, really want a Reiki session, session done, but you know, you live so far away, what can I do? So I can actually send Reiki to you as the same way I was, as I would with an, seeing you in person. That's what's, that's the uh, beauty about Reiki is that it can be done distantly. It can be done to past events or past traumas. I can send it to to the present or even future, um, the future time. So yeah, right. it's, because it's, it's really, really neat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's universal energy, right? So it could be accessed. I mean, it's everywhere. And so um, yeah. no matter the distance, you can, you can do that. And then they get to walk away with a, a meal plan too that, 
that is good for them. Is that something that you offer distance too? So the Reiki yeah. sessions and then the meal plan. Okay. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love the way it it's tying the two together and um, being able to offer it to, to everyone really. Now is Reiki something that it could be a self-healing tool also, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I, I'm thinking back to if someone is preparing, so they had a Reiki session with you and now you gave them the seven day meal plan and they're preparing that even though they're not attuned to Reiki, um, they can still kind of put in that positive Reiki energy or just positive energy while they're preparing their foods. Right. Right. To me, it's all about intention. So if you okay. have that set the intention that I'm eating this because I want to feel good. I want that boost of energy. This food's going to nourish my body. Again, it's all about setting the intentions and yes. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Yeah. So we can all, you know, we all have the power within us to help empower our lives and bring more positivity to us. So Tiffany, Mm -hmm. this has been so great. Thank you for everything. Do you want to share what else you're up to and where are, where are you going with these services and um, well, these new services that you're offering in your business now? Um, Yeah. So right now I am working in my home. I have everything set up in my home. So my whole goal is eventually I like to build up my clientele so that I can be, I want, I would like to work within like a wellness center eventually. That's like my goal to be out more into the community doing offering this both in person and worldwide. Um, I'm also in the works of creating my first workshop for those who, um, who are just becoming aware of their spiritual side and want to learn more about, you know, Reiki, the chakras, crystals, how to play around with crystals. So something I'm in the works of also offering to the community um, within the next month or so. So I have that in the works. And so right now, my whole thing is I really want to just kind of focus on my new service of chakra with nutrition. I really want to get that out there because again, to me, it's really unique. And I feel that's something that a lot of people can benefit from also just you know, just for their heal to heal and their overall health. So you can find me on Facebook under Living Naturally with Tiffany, and the same thing for Instagram. It's the same title. I also have a website um, called LivingNaturallyTiffany.com. So you can also check my website out there, and that's where you can also book sessions, read about what I do, a little bit of my bio on the website. Also, if you have any questions, you can e- email me also, which is all. Um, on those social media platforms. So you can email me, message me, or yeah, there's lots right. of ways you can, you can find me. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to be sharing all of the links in the show notes, and I'm really looking forward to this in-person workshop that you have coming up in the next couple months. That's going to be really, really great. So thank yeah. you so much for sharing all of your knowledge and value with us today. Well, thank you very much. I feel so blessed. And that's a wrap. Class dismissed. Seriously, though, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and that you learned something about your energy body and chakras. Tiffany really shared such great information with us. If you found this episode valuable, please leave a rating and review to let me know. And if there are any other healing modalities you would like to hear about on the podcast, please let me know by emailing me or reaching out on social. All my contact links are provided in the show notes. Here are today's self-empowerment takeaways. 
One, we are constantly picking up on the subtle energies around us. This has both its advantages and disadvantages. One strategy I like to use is to recognize how I'm feeling before I go out and do anything. That way, when I do go out, if I end up feeling anxious, stressed, heavy, or anything less than, I know it's not my own energy. And that awareness alone helps me bounce back to my happy-go-lucky self that much quicker. Two, it's all about intention. Our intentions are an invisible force of energy. When we put good intention into everything that we're doing, including preparing our food and meals, we're going to reap the good in return. Three, eat foods from the rainbow. Nourish your body with fresh, vibrant, and colorful foods. I mean, it feels good just saying it, unless I'm just really hungry right now. But this is a sure way that you can help empower your physical body from the inside out. Four, support your chakras so that you can support your whole beingness. There are many things you can do to help balance your chakras and raise your overall vibration. Like Tiffany mentioned, there are specific aromas, colors, yoga positions, guided meditations, music, crystals that can help support each chakra. If you resonated with any of the symptoms mentioned by Tiffany earlier, consider trying out these practices. No, we're not giving any medical advice and these aren't heal-alls, but they could help support you wherever you're at. Five, be open to trying different healing techniques. Everyone is different and we're not all going to appreciate the same kind of modalities. If you haven't found something that resonates with you yet, don't give up hope. Keep searching because you will find something that works for you. You can find all links in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for being here. I hope you got just as much value out of today's episode as I did. If you feel called, please share this episode with someone who you feel would benefit from the conversations we had. It's going to help us reach more people. And this is one way that we can all help empower each other from the inside out.